0: Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the Essential Astrology Lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Hey guys, I am back this week for a second time. I'm sharing with you a bonus episode this week for the full moon in Gemini, which every month in my Essential Astrology membership, we gather together live on Zoom, which is a video chat service, and we dive into the full moon. And I talk a little bit at the beginning about the astrology of the full moon and why it's significant and how it might be impacting you on an emotional level. And then we also, um, sit for a short meditation, and then dive into some journal prompts so that you can really unpack what the full moon is illuminating for you on a personal level. All of that is going to be captured in this bonus episode of the podcast because I, with the permission of my awesome members, was able to record that for you guys to give you a little taste of what the membership is like. Now, the part that you're not gonna hear is where it gets really juicy. When we open it up for Q&A and whoever is live, I pull up their charts on the screen and we dive into where the full moon is illuminating your personal chart. So that won't be here in this recording because I don't didn't wanna broadcast everyone's personal stuff out into the um, cosmic highway of the internet. But if you have any questions about that, or the membership in general, you know where to find me, veronicaperetti.com. And A lot of people often say that they're worried that they don't know enough about astrology to join the membership, but you really don't have to know anything. You can come completely blank slate, astrology newbie, and I'm here to guide you on the path and make sure that it all makes sense, so don't worry too much about that. I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. I hope you have a lovely full moon, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Welcome so this is our full moon in gemini 2019 online workshop Um, the actual full moon is occurring on thursday night eastern standard time so um thursday night it's going to be december 12th at 12 12 a.m so for a lot of the us if you are not at eastern standard time um it will actually be late on uh wednesday night december 11th so This is a full moon in Gemini, which means that the sun is in Sagittarius, so just a quick review of what the full moon means. The full moon means that the moon is exactly opposite the sun, because the moon is a reflection of the sun's light, so when the moon is full, it means that it is directly opposing the sun, and therefore the light of the sun is lighting it up, Um, and because of that, from an astrological perspective, we then have this polarity, this duality of these two opposing houses in our chart and these two opposing signs in our chart being lit up and illuminated and something is being brought to our attention, each full moon. So the new moon is when the sun and the moon are together and that's why it's absolute darkness in the sky. When we look at the moon phases, the new moon is really like Um, an invitation to go inward and to get really clear on your intentions and plant the seeds um, to be with that quiet inner voice. Um, And then the full moon is really a time of celebration, of honoring uh, what has come to fruition. So This is one of my favorite times of the month. Um, I love the full moon. I think that it is such a wonderful time to check in with where you've been, where you're going, and what you want to be creating, as well as releasing anything that's holding you back. I think the full moon gives us a really good opportunity. It illuminates everything in some part of our chart, one of the 12 houses of our chart, so that we have an opportunity to see things clearly. So this month... Um, we're looking at the full moon in Gemini and it's really, really nice to have a full moon in Gemini because we have not had any air in the sky. So we've had all earth. We have a ton of earth right now. We've got four planets and the South node in Capricorn, which is really heavy. So we've been talking a lot about Capricorn all month, all year for months. Everybody's talking about Capricorn because we've got a big, 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 you know, once-in-a-lifetime astrology happening in Capricorn uh, right now going into 2020. So Capricorn rules the rocks. Capricorn rules the earth. Capricorn rules mountains. Um, So when we are talking about Capricorn, we're talking about something that's really sturdy and, and unmovable or immovable. So there's not a lot of lightness in the sky right now. And We've got, along with all that Capricorn, we do have a little bit of fire because thankfully we have Mercury in Sagittarius. So Mercury left Scorpio and went into Sagittarius earlier uh, a few days ago. And we also still have the sun in Sagittarius, of course, because we're doing a full moon in Gemini tonight. So that's a little bit of fire, but we've got a lot of earth and we got some water. So we have no air. And so this moon is our only air in the sky right now. And the thing about the elements is that when we're missing one, we feel it. And when we're missing air, we might have a lot of feelings. We might have a lot of stuff happening, but we don't necessarily have the words to express it. And that can be really frustrating. It can be really frustrating for us to express ourselves, and it can be really frustrating for us even internally if we're trying to... Use our minds to logically work through something, right? So it can be really frustrating to feel like you have all this momentum, but you can't exactly get the words right on paper to execute it. Um, It can be frustrating if you're having some emotions in your relationship, but you just don't have the words to express it and help and get the other person to understand where you're coming from. So having a little bit of air, having this full moon in Gemini really feels like a relief for a lot of us because. We're having a little bit of lightness, a little bit of levity, and a little bit of logic coming into the chart, into the horoscope, which right now is feeling kind of heavy. Um, You've definitely got some passion going. Mars is in Scorpio. When Mars is in Scorpio, it's passionate, it loves depth and intimacy. Um, So you've got some passion, you've got fire, you've got motivation, you've got the ability to actually take your dreams and make them real because of all of this earth, but you don't necessarily have the um, freedom of uh, thinking as clearly as you would like to, or the um, idea creation that you might want to have because we're lacking that air. So this air is really, really a nice respite. Um, So when we look at this chart, we see that and every time there's a full moon or a new moon, we can actually pull up a chart of that moment in time. And So when I look at this chart for the full moon in Gemini, I see that the moon is at the very top of the chart. So that tells me that this full moon is about collectively. So when we look at this, this is impacting us collectively. And then um, later on in our workshop together, we're going to dive into each of our personal charts and see where this is illuminating our personal charts. But collectively, this has to do with being out in the world. This has to do with speaking our truth out in the world. So Sagittarius rules truth. It rules the truth seeker. It rules, um, it's always pointing its arrow upward, right? So it's always looking, um, to go higher to see the big picture it is um, law abiding you know so Sagittarius we've talked a little bit about this um, at the new moon but Sagittarius rules the law it rules religion it rules philosophy it rules um, all things having to do with risk taking and adventure and, um, and really taking st- stepping back and taking in the big picture of life. Gemini you know Sagittarius is the teacher in in many many archetypes consider Sagittarius the teacher right now Gemini also can be a teacher um, you might say oh if Gem- if Sagittarius is the teacher then Gemini is the student and you could look at it that way though if you are a teacher of any sort you know that the the, the student teaches the teacher as much as the teacher teaches the student so there's a little bit of a Paradox, dichotomy, duality going on there. And, you know, Gemini is really, unlike Sagittarius, Gemini is really interested in the details. Um, It might not get the details always right, but it definitely is interested in the details. It can take in a lot of information, process that information, and then spit that information back out. Whereas Sagittarius might not be as concerned with the nitty gritty of the information. So, Gemini is, um, its it has that air quality, it's fluid, it's everywhere, it's the ether, it's the, um, you know, you can think of it in the kundalini yoga tradition, in the Sikh tradition, um, the guru is the wisdom, it's everywhere, it's accessible to all of us, to me that feels very Gemini sad duality. Um, so when we have a full moon in Gemini or any moon in Gemini or we're in Gemini season, it is really, really nice to journal, to find a confidant to talk things through with. It's really nice to use your words. It's really nice to find ways to be creative with your hands because Gemini rules the lungs as well as the hands. Um, breathing is really important. So if you can do some yoga or some pranayama, some breath work. Um, and if even if it's something like Getting your mind to focus on something like a jigsaw puzzle or a game, like that's very, very Gemini. They like to have fun and figure things out and um, kind of play those logic games. Uh, Crossword puzzles, that's very Gemini. All those kinds of things. So if those things help you focus your attention or to work through some of your um, anxiety or emotions, especially this time of year when we all have so much coming at us during the holidays, whether it's so much in the sense of, you know, experiencing sadness, because we, there are people that are no longer with us, or experiencing lots of joy, because we're with so many of our loved ones, we're experiencing lots of frustration, because we're with so many of our loved ones, whatever the situation may be, there's a lot coming at us this time of year. So those types of things, using your hands, using your mind, finding that connection between the mind and um, the physical world, all are really going to be helpful around this full moon. So when I look at this full moon, I, say, I said that the moon is the top of the chart. The top of the chart is us being out in the world. It's us speaking our truth out in the world. So that says to me that this is really like almost like our coming out party a little bit because we've all been sort of tinkering away in the lab all year with what are we going to be working on next year. We're getting ready for this big conjunction of Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, which is really going to be the beginning of something we've been dreaming about coming into manifestation, bringing it into the real world. So When I look at this full moon, I say, wow, we have the moon in Gemini, which is the ideation, the thoughts, the putting it on paper at the top of the chart. That says to me that we're really getting ready to launch this thing, whatever this thing is. Whether this is, you know, a project, a business, it could be that you're doubling down and committing in a relationship, it could be that you're breaking off the commitment in the relationship, whatever it is, but you're getting ready to put that out into the world, or maybe you are putting it out into the world this week. Now, if you look at the rising sign of the chart, the rising sign of the chart is Virgo. Virgo is structure, it's architecture, it's grammar, it's putting things into an organized system. Um, I'm a big KonMari fan, as I know Tina is too, and so Virgo is like the sign of KonMari. It is a sign of having an organization, a structure to how you... um, keep your things in your house and how you organize your life. Um, Virgo really loves things to have a structure. So to me, when I think when I was thinking of a theme for this full moon, to me the theme was building blocks. This is the moment in time where we're seeing the foundation come into place. We're putting down those building blocks so that we can start to... Um, put brick upon brick upon brick as we move into the new year. So this is really that time of committing, of putting down, pouring the foundation in your house so that this is it. You know, I tinkered away in the lab all year. I was working on my design plans. I kept drawing them and redrawing them. And now I decided that this is it. This is the the footprint of the home I want to build and I'm pouring the foundation. That's kind of how this full moon feels for me its full moons are all always initiate a time of release the second half of the lunar cycle is always about letting go so if there's anything that's getting in the way of you building a solid foundation this Next two weeks is the time to let it go. So you'll notice that one of the other prominent things happening this week and within this full moon chart is the moon is conjunct Saturn and Pluto. Sorry, not the moon. Venus. Venus is conjunct Saturn and Pluto. So Venus is what we call in astrology besieged. And you can imagine that that's not so comfortable a position. So the the planet Venus is literally stuck between a rock And a hard place. It's stuck between Saturn, that's your rock, and Pluto, that's your hard place. So when Venus is stuck between Saturn and Pluto, it means that she is feeling limited and restrained and restricted. All things that she's already feeling in Capricorn anyway. Venus in Capricorn is a little bit icy. She's not super compassionate, okay? She really wants to get down to business. And Venus, as I've mentioned before, and you may recall, rules all things having to do with our relationships, whether they're romantic, whether they're friendships, even with our co-workers because our social relationships. And then it also rules how we um, value ourselves, what we value and our relationship with money. So if anything is coming up right now, um, and I know Kelly asked about, you know, There seems to be a lot of talk in the uh, astrosphere about relationships right now. Venus being in this, um, mixed into this conjunction that we're all gearing up for, which is getting really close. I mean, Saturn is at 19 degrees. Pluto is at 21 degrees, Capricorn. And Venus is sitting there right in the middle at 20 degrees. 19 and 21 are pretty close already. And then Venus in the middle, it's like, it's a real like focus of energy in that part of your chart. So um, you want to look at your chart and see where Capricorn is, of course, not only this week, but also as we move into 2020, because it's such an important part of our chart for 2020. And wherever Capricorn is in your chart, you are going to have major transformation in 2020. So with Venus there, she is feeling a little restrained, she's feeling restricted, she might be really interested in doubling down on a commitment. So this might be a really joyful time where you're ready to make that commitment to your partner for life. You might be in a point where you've been um, negotiating on your pay for a job. And maybe that was going on during this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. And then we had Mercury We had post, like what they call on Instagram now, retro shade, which is the post shadow of Mercury retrograde. So maybe you're finally hammering that out. Maybe this is the time where you're like, okay, I'm committing, the money is right. Those are good commitments. Those are good restrictions. Structure is not always bad. Often we need structure to experience freedom. So all of the Earth in this chart, because we've got that Virgo on the horizon, and we've got all the Capricorn, and we've got Uranus and Taurus, and that's going on for a few years. So get used to it. All of that Earth is really giving us a structure, so we can experience the freedom of Sagittarius and Gemini. Right. So Sagittarius loves to be free. It is, it is the sign that craves freedom the most. And the moon in Gemini also is very interested in experiencing freedom and not being locked down, right? So we have this um, this dichotomy of uh, what is the foundation, what is the structure, what is the what's the architecture that's going to support me in experiencing that freedom so that I can grow, and when I look at Venus between this literal literal rock and hard place between Saturn and Pluto, it says to me that you're either committing to something or you're breaking a commitment and either way that is going to be a transformative decision for you. There's something that you're doubling down on or there's something that you're letting go of maybe both at the same time. So I know in my life, I have both going on at the same time. Now, that could be happening in the money realm. That could be happening in your relationship realm. That could be happening in career realm. That could be happening in a lot of different ways. Now, you'll notice that not only are these guys in Capricorn, but so is the South Node. And he's and the nodes have been in Capricorn and Cancer for um, quite a while and will be there for a while longer. Now, this stuff is all at the bottom of the chart. So we started this conversation talking about how the Moon's at the top of the chart. When the Moon's at the top of the chart, that says that we are being um, drawn to being out in the world. There's something about this makeup, this horoscope that is forcing us to um, put what we're feeling, what we're creating out into the world because the moon is here. That's our emotions. And then the North Node in Cancer is in the 10th house. 10th house is the house of career and reputation, who you are in the world, what the world knows you as. So with this North Node in Cancer, all year we've been talking about Capricorn, you know, really teaching us those hard lessons and we're gearing up for this conjunction and that's going to set the groundwork for a whole transformation in your life. But the other side of that coin is that cancer is all about nurturing something for yourself, whether that's your family, your business, your hobby, your children, whatever it is. You know, cancer is about nurturing, um, that thing that is yours. It's the, it's the maternal part of us. It, it rules the mother. Cancer is the sign of the mother. It's, it's, um, typically it's ruled by the moon. So it's answering the Gemini right now. So with this North node in the 10th house, this says to me like, Oh, that thing you've been nurturing, that thing you've been thinking on the thing that you've been wanting to create, um, it's being seen by the world now. um, The other thing I wanted to mention is that this moon at the top of the chart is squaring Neptune, and that can make our emotions a little bit heightened. It can also make us a little bit interested in the fantasy. You know, Neptune rules illusions, fantasy, the spirit realm, all those things might be coming into play. But mostly, I think we're going to be feeling highly sensitive. We also might be feeling highly intuitive because of that. And then Neptune is also trining Mars. So Mars trine Neptune can make us want to escape a little bit. It can make us want to just drift away. But I don't think that that's going to happen too much because we have so much Earth going on that we're all really feeling the need to, you know, dig our heels in and be steady the one other thing about this chart that I think is really fascinating that I want to touch on is that this week Chiron over here, which we don't talk about too much, but Chiron is the—it's a dwarf planet, asteroid, whatever you want to call it. But it in our chart, it resembles where the wound is. It was it resembles our a core wound, the kind of like the thing that we came into this world to heal, if you will. And Chiron this week is stationing. So he's been retrograde for quite some time in Aries. He entered Aries last year. And Aries is the sign of the individual. It says, I am. So it, you know, Chiron and Aries, even if you don't have this, many people do have Chiron and Aries that I've seen charts for. Um, so it's, you know, there are definitely people that are having, there are people that are having their Chiron return in the next few years, but even if you don't have it, Chiron being an Aries, it really brings up the wound of our childhood because Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So it rules our childhood. It rules those base, those fundamental years. So whatever traumas, whatever stuff you maybe thought you overcame from childhood, whether it was feelings of not being good enough or being a burden or not being valued or not being loved or not being um, heard, those really, really basic core wounds that we still keep within us, those are very possibly being triggered right now because Chiron is stationed. And so we talked about this a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last full moon we spoke about it, but whenever a planet stations, we feel its impact most acutely so we talked about this a few weeks ago when pluto station because pluto is so far away it's such an outer planet that we don't really feel it too often we feel it in the sense of it interacting with the other planets that are closer to the earth we feel it in the sense of it when it interacts with something in our natal chart we certainly feel it but we don't necessarily feel it on a day-to-day basis like we feel the moon But when Pluto stations, that has an impact. And so it's the same thing here. Chiron is very far away. It moves slowly. But when Chiron stations, we have to take a second and look at that. And that planet planet is stationing, or dwarf planet, or asteroid, whatever you want to call it. Chiron is stationing Um, It's actually going to stop and move direct on Friday, but all week, I mean, for a few weeks, it's been stuck at this degree. So it's, we're really feeling it right now. And it's in the seventh house. So to answer Kelly's question, I think a lot of relationship stuff is coming up for a lot of people because this wound is being poked in your one-on-one relationship. Seventh house is always about one-on-one relationships. So the wound is being poked and it might not be something you expect. It's not something that you necessarily expected. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah. So the wound is being poked and it's also squaring Jupiter and Jupiter also makes everything feel bigger than it is. So if there's a wound that's getting poked, that feels, if you're feeling triggered It definitely has something to do. It's something bigger than what's going on in this moment. It's something that comes from way back that you're now feeling again because of the current circumstances. So that's something to also take note of in this chart. Um, So that is pretty much the full moon chart. Um, I am going to, um, dive into some journal prompts for us to get clear on what we want to release and where we are in this time and space. And then we'll, um, we'll go into Q and a and start looking at our, our personal, our personal, uh, charts and where the full moon is illuminating our personal charts. So just take a moment to find a comfortable seat And take a deep breath in and a full breath out. And on the full moon, we're always talking about illumination. So if you have a candle, you might want to light it if you have one near you. So I've got my candle here, my Aries candle. So I'm going to take a moment just to set my gaze on the candle flame. And in yoga, we call that practice trathakam. It means to set the gaze. And we won't keep our eyes open the whole time unless you want to. But just for a few moments here at the start, set your gaze to that light emanating from the candle. And if you don't have a candle, just close the eyes and imagine that candle light at the center of your mind's eye. Take a deep breath in, fill the belly, fill the ribs, fill the chest. And exhale from the chest, the ribs, the belly. Inhale, belly, ribs, chest. Exhale, chest, ribs, belly. Inhale, belly, ribs, chest. Exhale, chest, ribs, belly. Take five more rounds of that three-part breath. Continue to take those deep breaths, and now you'll add a mantra to the breath, so as you inhale, you can silently say to yourself, inhale, I expand, and as you exhale, you can silently say to yourself, exhale, I surrender. Inhale I expand Exhale I surrender Inhale I expand Exhale I surrender And take 5 more breaths with that mantra Allowing your body to expand in all directions with the inhale, allowing the weight of your body to surrender completely with the exhale. Take your last breath here. And on your next inhale, just stretch your arms up toward the ceiling. Give yourself a nice big stretch. As you exhale, shake it out a little bit. And allow your eyes to open and see that flame once again. And you're going to grab your journal and your pen. And we will dive into our journal prompts for this full moon in Gemini. So the full moon is a time of celebration, as I mentioned, and it's a time of noticing where things are coming into fruition in your life. So we'll just start with taking a moment to check in with what blessings are present right now in your life. So what gifts, what blessings, what intentions have come true? What are some of the things that you're grateful for right now at this moment in your life? And next, on the other side of that coin, how are you blocking yourself from receiving the gifts, blessings, and joy that you deserve? How are you blocking yourself from receiving the gifts, blessings, and joy that you deserve? Next is, where do you need to make space in your life for new blessings to come in? Where do you need to make space in your life for new blessings to come in? So maybe there's something that you need to release. Maybe there's a habit, a relationship, a person, a job, something that needs to go so that you can make space to welcome in something new. Where do you need to make space in your life for new blessings to come in? Now, is there anyone you need to forgive? Is there anyone you need to forgive? This might be yourself. That's always a good one. It's always a good answer for this question. But is there anyone you need to forgive? Holding on to resentment and grudges takes up a lot of space for us energetically and mentally and emotionally. So is there anyone you need to forgive to make more space? And lastly, what are you making space for? What are you making space for? This might be your new moon intention from the new moon in Sagittarius. This might be your 2019 resolution, intention, whatever. Um, This could be something that just came to you, that you realize that you want to make more space for a romantic relationship. You might want to make more space for new job opportunities. You might want to make more space for... um, taking care of yourself so just take a couple moments to put any finishing touches on any of those questions those journal prompts and We will jump into Q&A in just a moment. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Essential Astrocast. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, if you'd like to join the Essential Astrology membership, you can head over to veronicapretty.com/slash-membership. You'll find all the details there. For twenty-five dollars a month, you get to join us for the live full moon workshop each month, and also get an exclusive bonus Astrocast each new moon. If you'd like to get a reading with me, you can find details on the website as well. And as always, feel free to reach out to me either on the website or on Instagram. I love to see you guys in my DMs. Just find me at Veronica Preddy, same name, no spaces. See you next week.